Hey, gentlemen, this is Robert Nellen. Welcome to the Sword and Shield Devotionals for Men. When we talk about forgiveness, particularly in the realm of Christianity, we know a lot of the scriptures. We know a lot of the teachings of Jesus about that. And we immediately think of our need to forgive others when someone offends us, what we must do and how we have to handle that and, and what that can create when we decide not to forgive someone, when we get angry and when we get grudges and we have bitterness and we develop rage. And even when we, we get to the final stage of hatred towards someone, how devastating that can be, not on them because um, they're the offender, but because of us and what it can create and do in our own lives. But today we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the most difficult person for you to forgive. And that's yourself. So many of us as guys have done something and there's been something in our life. Maybe it was many years ago. Maybe it was uh, not long ago. Maybe it's fresh. But there's something that occurs that we have struggle, we struggle with letting go. And isn't it interesting how we determine what is unforgivable and what is not? There are things we've done that may be, uh, quote unquote, just as bad that we go, well, I kind of get that and I understand that. So I, I need to let that go. I need to forgive myself. But then something else, the way it happened or who it hurt or whatever, we just really, really struggle with letting it go. We just say, I just, I cannot forgive myself for what I did there. And so we make the decision that I can't let go of the past. I've got to keep regretting. I've got to keep beating myself up and bleeding as much as possible to try to attempt to pay for what I've done. If I let myself off the hook, then somehow I feel like I'm 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 not being the man I need to be. I'm 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 deciding that I, hey, I get to live the rest of my life scot free on this thing when it hurts somebody or whatever. But the issue is not about what we decide we need to do with the sin. It's what Jesus has already done with the sin and what we need to obey him and what he teaches for us to be able to live in total forgiveness, which is not just forgiving other people, but forgiving ourselves. And then living in the freedom that he provides through the cross, which allows us to forgive others, but also allows us to be forgiven and live in that forgiveness. The issue we have with this is you know, we can, if someone else offends us, we can attempt to stay away from that person. But if we offend ourselves, if we, if we disgust ourselves, if we do something that we just can't believe that we did, we can't get rid of us. We, everywhere we go, we're there. And so that's one of the struggles with this. So what I want to do today in talking about this forgiving yourself is try to give you three practical helps for this process. These aren't, these aren't formulas. These aren't things that, Hey, if you just do this, it's going to work. Cause the bottom line is, in anything like this, we have to make the decision to be obedient to Christ. That's that's the end thing. But sometimes we need help in that process. So let me give you a few things here. Number one, it's always helpful in anything like this that we struggle with, anything we struggle with, to get accountability and get encouragement. So when we when we go to a brother that we trust, that we know loves us and we love them, say, hey, um, you, they may know about it, they may not. Maybe you've not told anybody what's going on. Maybe only one other person knows. But Whatever you struggle with, whatever the story is, go to the person, tell the full story in detail, get it out, confess how what happened, confess how you've struggled, get all of your feelings of unworthiness and condemnation out, speak them out loud. You're going to speak them out loud so that you hear it. You're going to speak it out loud so the other person hears it. You're going to speak it out loud so you say it out loud to God. And then the enemy's going to hear it because your goal with this now is to get it out of your own head and your heart so it's not just 
constantly tormenting you and accusing you. You're getting it out. You know, in James 5, 16, he said, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Now, think about it. If we're supposed to ask Jesus to forgive for forgiveness, then why would James say, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Well, I believe part of that is when, especially for guys, when we've when something is rolling around our head and our heart, we've not spoken it out. We've not said it out loud. Somehow it's not real, even though it can torture us with the thoughts. But there's something about going to someone and saying, I'm going to say this. I'm going to speak this out. But somehow it becomes reality when we hear ourselves say the words and someone else hears us say the words. And when someone else responds to what we're saying to them, and we know we've confessed it, we've gotten it out of our mouths, there's something that may, that's powerful about that. There's something that that creates a reality to what's occurred. And so we say that to someone, we ask for help in saying, I need you to help me. I've got to let this go. I've got to forgive myself. Please help me. Please encourage me. And get accountability about that so you can get someone else to help you let it go to encourage you in that. Number two is the truth of Scripture. There is nothing that ushers out the lies and the condemnation of the enemy like the Word of God. So dig into your Bible. Find verses. Uh, use Bible Gateway and type in, type in keywords and find some verses and passages that speak to you. Don't, don't do the normal ones everybody else uses. Find a verse that speaks to you about forgiving yourself, receiving grace, accepting freedom from guilt and shame in your past. You know, write it on a three by five card, put it in the notes on your phone, read it, read it on your voice memo so you can play it when you need to hear it in your earbuds, write it on the bathroom mirror, like whatever you got to do to get that truth in front of you. Because here's what we have to do. Anytime we're trying to get rid of something that we're struggling with or a, or a, or a lie or something like this, where you're trying to forgive yourself, the, the key here is to use the word of God to transform the situation by replacing this the the this thing we're struggling with with God's truth. So instead of us and what we produce, what does what can God produce through his word? Galatians 5:1 says so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. So God's word is a huge huge help in helping us forgive ourselves by keeping it in front of us and chewing on it. Number 3 the last thing, say a final goodbye. You know, there's a reason we have funerals and there's a reason we have memorials. There's a reason why we gather together to say, this person's gone. They've left us. We're going to say a final goodbye. And that's really, really important in the grieving process because counselors will tell us you can attend a funeral, but it doesn't mean you really say goodbye. But so one of the things sometimes it might be helpful for us to do with a, with a, a mistake or a sin is to say, I'm going to have a funeral for this thing. Like Christ already died for it, so I'm going to die to it. I'm going to confess it. I'm going to place it under the blood of Christ. I'm going to ask for forgiveness one last time. But this one's going to count because it's going to be the last time we bring it up. You know, you don't have a funeral. And then when you start thinking about the person again, go, hey, let's go dig up the coffin and let's go say goodbye one more time. Like that's ridiculous. Nobody would do that. So what you have to do is say, we're going to bury this thing. I'm going to walk away from the cemetery at once and for all. I have said my goodbyes to this sin. Now, it's very important that what we do when we say goodbye to the sin is say hello to freedom and forgiveness. Um, because once we've done this, once we've walked through this process, 
We just did all that God himself said he asked us to do to be free. So if God who made us, who sent his son Jesus to die on the cross, who was resurrected so that we can walk in forgiveness, says, confess it to me, give it to me, and it's done, you're free. If we if we obey what he says, then what else do we need? Um, isn't it time? It's just time to do this and believe it. He promises to be faithful. He promises to be just. He even says he'll forget what we did. So isn't it time that you did by saying a final goodbye and walking away from this and walking into new freedom? Lastly, and this is kind of a tough point, but I think this is very, very key to helping us get rid of some of these things. If we do all these type of things, if we do these three steps or one of them, but we still keep drudging the sin up, then we've got to realize that we are saying more about what we believe about Jesus than us and our sin. Because what we're really communicating is, you know what, Jesus, you may have died for the sins of the, the sins of the entire world, for all of mankind, but this one thing for me, you didn't die for that. Like, it didn't work. You, I, I'm not redeemed. You didn't forgive it because it's still alive in my life. That's really the truth that we're speaking out when we just cannot say a final goodbye. Believe what God said in the scripture that we must do to be forgiven and free and and walk away in freedom. So while, while that's a tough one to hear, we've got to realize that's the other side of this thing is, is that we're actually beginning to say more about what we say about our faith, what we say about the word, what we're saying about God than we're saying about ourselves and our own sin. Psalm 103.12 says, He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. Now, the reason he said that is because the east and the west never meet. That's the whole point of that analogy of that beautiful truth is um, they're gone. It's it's it. It's history. So, um, gentlemen, if you're if you're uh, listening to this and there's been something in your life that you just when it comes up you wince you just like ah, I cannot believe I did that and it just keeps hounding you and hurting you and you just you cannot walk in freedom in this. Would you please listen to this? Would you please listen to these three thoughts and these ideas? Do what you got to do to get rid of it. Why? Because Jesus said you can. That's good enough. That should be good enough for all of us, even as even as tough as that can be. So guys, it's time to let go of the sin that Jesus died for and to walk in the freedom and forgiveness that he died and rose again to allow us to experience. That's the whole point is he took care of sin. So we must allow him to do that and believe him for that. So guys, This is Robert Nolan. You've been listening to the Sword and Shield devotionals for men. Go get them. Hey guys, just want to tag on a quick commercial here. If you're still looking for something to get started in the new year, you're looking for a fresh resource for your men's ministry or your men's small group, just want to remind you that the Sword and Shield devotionals for men is available. Also, Believe, Become, Be, Becoming the Man God Believes You Can Be. My new book is available anywhere you get books, so check those out. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.